A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. We continue 
to unpack how to thrive in crisis. And of course, we always say that when God gives you a word, sometimes we do not even know how to hold on to the word until we see it come to pass. And when we say that we are holding on to the word until we see it come to pass, it almost sounds like, okay, listen, where did you see that? It's like read the Bible, see a scripture, say amen and move on. But we have said that God has given us a word and we said we are going to see if this Bible is true. Because if you've been reading about Jacob, you've been reading about Isaac, you've been reading about Elijah and you see the things that God did with them. That the prophet came, gave a prophetic word and we saw that prophetic word coming to pass. We also saw God speak in Genesis about Christ coming to redeem man and we saw the fulfillment of that scripture. That's why we said in our generation, yes. where is the fulfillment of a scripture? And that's why we decided to hold on to the scripture that God gave us, Deuteronomy 8:18, that he's going to give us power to create wealth in yes. our generation. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been talking about. So we continue to talk yes. about thriving in crisis. Yes. Yeah. And to and to get into context, we didn't pick this because it was a good idea. Yes. We didn't go into scripture and just you know how you, you 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 play the game like the kids and find this looks this good. is good no every time and maybe some of you may refer to our series what is in your hand and the rod when god creates us god wires us specifically mm -hmm. in that wiring it's connected to the prophetic word you receive yes so the prophetic word you receive and your wiring must match mm. a prophetic word doesn't change you a prophetic word activates what mm. you are mm. moses was born to take them out of egypt so by the time God is giving him a word, the word is not to cause Moses to become. Yes. The word is to wake up in Moses what was. Mm. So the power to create wealth is connected to how we are called. Yes. And the narrative has been there. The journey has been there for years. Yes. God now reached a season when it was time to bring it into fullness. And that was where, when we say there's a prophetic word, and then a proceeding word. A proceeding word is what helps you navigate. It is your GPS. Yes, the and, prophetic word. And when you talk about Moses, for example, yes. we see him running away from the word of the Lord. Exactly. We see him running away like, listen, I can't talk, yes. I can't speak, I cannot go and be the one to represent you exactly. in this matter. Yes. We went through the same. Absolutely. Where you feel like, no, Lord, this is too much for yes. us. I don't want, let no. me do something else. Yes. And when you embrace yeah. what God has told you that this is why you are created, this is why you are here, this is your oil, yes. this is your Goshen, and yes. all these that we've been talking about, yes. you actually feel like your life gets a second chance. Yes, you become you know, alive. You become alive. You actually begin to see who you really are. Yes. And the reason we are doing what we are doing right now is because it's become obvious mm -hmm. that somewhere along the line, some of us lost the narrative. <laughs> somewhere along the line, you got strategically distracted. Yeah by the enemy and of course the enemy uses one of the seven giants mm. so maybe one or more could have either delayed you derailed you uh, discouraged you we don't know what is what mm. but the reality is when we measure and interact and discuss with the community we don't hear or see everybody walking where they should be right now maybe it's because like we say yes. there is that anger to yes. enter into exactly. the land there is exactly. that desire, yes. there is that aggressiveness, there is that forcefulness where you're saying, listen, yes. I have a word and I must see it come to pass. Yes. There is that. Where you say, listen, not because God spoke that things will happen. Mm. When you get into the land, you have to say there are giants. Yes. And these giants, I have to engage. So maybe that's what we've been saying. Yeah. We don't see that engagement. It's Something almost like I tried, yes. it worked, but after exactly. it started working, yes. I, I settled. It's like people got pregnant, but people mm. are not pushing to give birth. Mm. Mm. You, you didn't get pregnant to be pregnant. Okay. You get pregnant to give birth. Hmm. And if you're no longer at the time of giving birth, you push. Hmm. 
So not heaven. No, heaven doesn't push. You, you push. push. Wow. And that push is what has been missing. Mm. So it has necessitated that we get some advice from something Jesus said in Matthew 13, 52. All right? Then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. This is a very powerful scripture. It means a scribe who is instructed, one who knows well the ways of the kingdom, yes. has to regularly not only bring out new revelation, mm. but also what may be called old. But the word old must be understood as proven. Yes. Not old as in tired. <laughs> <laughs> not that this scripture was spoken but you are almost trying to revive yeah. it no. no 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 it is proven that yes. this is the word of god it yes. works and yes. therefore in your season exactly. you need to call it back and into in, your time and in fact it becomes necessary because a new revelation mm -hmm. that is not built on an old one has got weak legs because hmm, the old is the foundation that was the foundation laying the exactly new. okay so when we realize that we realize that like i said somewhere along the line our legs were cut <laughs> off somewhere along the line People were distracted or discouraged or enticed. The enemy has many strategies mm -hmm. to get you off the path of where you're going. So we need to understand that that makes what was said before so important that it became important for us to go and look at what was the context for the word we are dealing with, yes. the power to produce wealth. Mm -hmm. What was the context? What was the preceding word for our preceding word? Mm -hmm. How do we shape our present conversations? How do we operate? What was the setup and the environment in which the power to produce wealth was going to function? And if you look at uh, the last two conversations, yes. we've gone back to the giants and yep. we're looking at Perizide because that's one of the giants yes. that we embrace, we yes. defend, yes. we post, we hold. I mean, we are here with this giant yes. and we're looking at it like this is me you don't even see the giant and that's why we're talking about the last two conversations we talked about the parasite yes and we said can we go back and see because if you have a smallness mentality and god is talking about wealth wealth is supposed to help you the word wealth is supposed to yes. help you open your eyes yes. and see the vastness of where god is taking you exactly. so parasite keeps you back and makes mm -hmm. you think, when I get my belly, I yes. am fine. When I get this small breakthrough, yes. I am fine. So that's why I had to go back to the uh, giants. Yes. And that's, again... And that, yeah, that's where we are going to this context. And uh, we realize that if we don't... Some of you may never have heard what we are saying. Mm -hmm. Some of you may have heard. But here is the problem. As a wise man once said, anyone who cannot read a book mm -hmm. is... Listen, anyone who has not read a book is not different from anyone who cannot read the book. Please say that again. That's very serious. Mm -hmm. Anyone who does not read a particular book has got no advantage mm. over the one who cannot read that book. So I might have a library in my house. Yes. If I've not read those books, yes. and the person who has never seen or heard... Yes. Who is even illiterate, who yes. can't even read, even if you're you give him, he can't read book. it, you're exactly mm. in the same space yeah. in terms of the truth held in that book. So how does that work with our revelation? It works and exactly our the same way. Anyone, and we often say this and I'll repeat it, anyone who has not walked or experienced a revelation, a manifestation of a revelation you are given mm -hmm. is no different from somebody who has never heard it. Mm -hmm. You have to think that way. Okay. If I've not walked in that revelation, I've been listening, 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 I haven't walked, then you have to equate yourself to one who has not 
hard. And that is why God has to keep sending the word. That's how merciful yes. God is. That after the fall of man, we see from Genesis to Matthew, yes. God continue talking to different men and women and telling them, listen, you need to do this. Giving them the proceeding word that was going to bring them to the prophetic yes. of the Messiah being yes. birthed. Okay? And that's the same thing with us. That when God gives us a word, we are like that pregnant woman you talked about. Yes. That this word has to go through the process because many people think I'm pregnant on Monday and on Tuesday I should have a testimony. There you go. Now the nine months of pregnancy, many people are like, listen, going through that. When I start having the morning sickness, you give up. When you start feeling like clothes are not fitting you, you give up because now you're like, no, 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 I'm not letting go of this. This is not fitting anymore. The clothes here are the friends, yes. the places you used to go, the mentality you used to have when you, you're told, do away with that garment. You're like, listen. Uh-uh, I don't want this. So yeah. there are some people who have been unable to go through the nine months of pregnancy and the changes of pregnancy because it doesn't come with a smooth no. flow. You know? That's the thing. And that's yeah. why it has become necessary for us to go and pull out an old treasure. The word old, like I said, means a proven treasure. Hmm. Proven by who? By us. We'll never share with you something we've not experienced. Yes. We don't share ideas. Hmm. We outgrew that. Yeah. We share what we have proved, touched, walked in. Because only then do we have the confidence to declare it with the authority we do. Yes. Otherwise, we are guessing. <laughs> yeah. And so, definitely something may have been misunderstood. And what we're about to share, what we're about to bring you back to, is what sets the context in which, by now, you should be thriving in the crisis. Oh, yes. If you understood this context, if you understood what, the, what was going on from the beginning, you'd be able to navigate every process. You'd know the how, the why, and the where of the power to create mm. wealth. And that is why when you say listen to clear. this yes. conversation yes. as though you have never, never had it before. It mm. could be the missing piece to your breaking forth yes. because there are people whose heart are connected to God. Your heart is facing heaven and saying, yes. listen, I desire to walk in this truth. Yep. God knows that. But yep. you know what? God will never go against his own word. Yes. If Perizzite is holding on to you, if a Gigashite is holding on to you, the giants are still holding on to you, you will not be able to experience the power to create wealth in the it's land. True. So the message we are going to watch, we have to say, Lord, open our eyes that we may see the blind spot. Absolutely. <laughs> we are going to discuss issues that are causing us to be in one place as much as we know that God is taking us somewhere. And it's almost like we are talking about something, but there's something that is still holding us back and saying, you are not crossing here. Remember, we've always said that um, we are doing something that generations that have gone before us reached a place and it's almost like the enemy says you're not passing here now that is not something to take for granted you don't just sit because you've heard the word you think that now i'm going to do it you have to tell yourself you're fighting an enemy that has vowed that god will not be seen in the earth the word of god will not be seen in the earth that which the kingdom is trying to do in the earth will be stopped and don't think the enemy is joking with you he's not your friend all right. So as we continue to discuss the power to get wealth and the place of the Holy Spirit in empowering us, we need to look at the seven giants in the land within the context of our current word. Now, we know that we've been talking about Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, which talks about God giving us power to create wealth. Now, the preceding word in our present conversation has a preceding context from which we are able to understand part of how the power will be given to us. So when we say that we are expecting to have this power to 
experience God's power to create wealth, yes. we are simply saying, listen, there's something before that. We have to go back so that we're able to go forward. You've said that before. Yes. We'll be looking at Deuteronomy 7, but before we do that, maybe yes. you can give us again and the context of today. Yes, you see, why the context is important is because Deuteronomy 8.18 is a continuous conversation that yes. began a little earlier. Yes. And so... It actually begins with saying, if you obey the things that I command you this day, this day which means the things have already been commanded. Yes. Those things are actually in chapter 7. Mm -hmm. You can find them in other places, but chapter 7 is core. Because if you don't get the context of the discussion, it's like normally say you join the conversation in the middle. You shall do this and you're like, okay, wait, yes. where, how, yes. when? So we cannot delink mm -hmm. the giants from the power to get well. And I think also when you're talking about this, do yeah. not think you have heard about the giants. You know there's no way well, we come back heard. to talk about the giants and uh, repeating ourselves. You could have heard. But have you dealt with there's them? There's a big difference between heard. Like we normally say, there's a big difference between believing God can and God will. Two scenarios. Yeah. So we can have heard, we could have studied the giants, we could have done that, but have we conquered? That's the bigger question. Have we actually taken the land that God has promised? And that's why we had to go through the entire process of understanding. But why does God even give you power? Because there are giants. Yeah. That's the core issue around the whole issue. You cannot do it by your own strength. Yes. For me to say, I will give you power, I'm already telling you, my friend. You need it. You can't do this. You need it. If you notice our last conversation, yeah. and maybe even today, this will be, uh, tonight this will be the same thing. Yes. That these conversations are becoming personal. Yeah. God is talking to you. Yes, we are a corporate body, we are a corporate son, we've said that before, but we are saying that when God speaks to us, we have to go personal. Yes. We have to ask ourselves, have I dealt with the giant? Yes. It's one thing for us to say as a community, there is one thing we know, we have dealt with this as a community, meaning you need the strength of the community to walk in um, victory. Yes. Now, question, when you're left alone, when you're walking alone, when you're working, have you dealt with a giant as an individual? Yes. That's where we are going. Because it's, it's, the, it's the... Hebron is a place where people bring their strengths. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To bring strength, you must have achieved something, something. Mm -hmm. that gives you that capacity to do the giant. In other words, David did not take his giant until he had dealt with the lion and a bear. So there was some experience, some capacity, some journey that brought him to the confidence mm -hmm. in taking his giant. That's what we want to look at. Yeah. We've been journeying. The issue is, it's time to do a checklist oh, yes. and say, oh, yes. which giant is still squatting? And remember when you talk about giant, yes. when you talk about David, David dealt with Go Goliath. Yes. He slayed. Yes. We're not talking about... You dealing with the giant, and the Threatening giant turns the, the giant. back on you, and you think I have won. Listen, we're talking giant. about slaying the giant, yes. not accommodating and Absolutely. not ignoring. Because some people think because I've uh, I've closed my eyes, I can't see you. The giant can't see me, and yeah. the giant can't come to me. That's a problem. Let's look at Deuteronomy seven. That is where we start our scriptures. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess, and has cast out many nations before you the Hittites and the Gigashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show them mercy, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son, for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. 
So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. Wow. So you see, you are seeing something interesting. This is the preceding word. Okay. To the proceeding word of I will give you power to create one. Yes. So there are certain definitions, and if we were to even put it in order of movement, it's almost like God is saying, you want to fully function in producing wealth, you need to deal with these giants. Yes. So I think first we need to de uh, define the land. Yes. We understand this land. Yes. Then we go and define those things that God has said. Yes. Do not do these things. Exactly. Now we need to check these things and ask ourselves, could mm. I be doing exactly what God said? Yes. Don't give your daughter yes. to their son. Yes. And do not take, give your, your, sons. your sons. Do not allow your sons to marry their daughter. Yes. Now we want to see what this means. But first, let's define the land. Now, maybe I'll ask this on behalf of many who are watching, and maybe they have not watched our previous episodes on, on this uh, conversation yes, on yes, the land. Yes. What is this land? Alright, I think first of all, we need to understand the whole context. A backstory will help us. The Bible gives us patterns, metaphors, symbols to understand what God is doing with us. Alright? If you go back into the Melchizedek order, when talking about when God gave Abraham the land, he made promises to him. We've referred to that many times. And he told them the land that they will occupy. In fact, Deuteronomy 8.18 makes the same reference to that covenant God had yes. with Abraham. Mm -hmm. Now you must understand that Abraham did enter the land in that sense. Abraham did arrive in Canaan. Yes. Listen, Isaac was born in Canaan. Jacob was born in Canaan. Alright? Now, what happens? We know during the famine that mm -hmm. God spoke to Abraham about, yes. they went to Egypt. Now, majority of this generation, if not all, requires this discussion because they were born in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Even Moses was born in Egypt. Mm. So, God gave Abraham the land. Yes. There was a famine. Yes. They got out of the land. Yes. Got into Egypt. Uh -huh. Now, we have a generation born in Egypt yes. that has no clue what you're talking about. Actually, yes. they have to be led back because exactly. they have no clue where this place is. Exactly. Why are we talking about this place? Because this is exactly where we are. Yes. When you talk about being born in Egypt, you're talking about us. Born in the world. We did not know about the kingdom. Yes. We did not know about God's purposes for our lives. We did not know that God already made a promise and a covenant of yes. how we were going to excel. This entire generation didn't know this. Mm -hmm. They've come out of a journey where they've only begun to understand God. They've only begun to see the presence and his commands and his insights. Yet everything in the entire journey of the wilderness, in the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, everything is about how to live in the land. And this land is where God is telling you, I'm your father. Yes. I'm the one who gave you this place. Yes. Now you got out. You are born in a contradictory environment. Be. Yes. You have no clue who God is. And that's why when he tells you, I will give you power. Yes. Why is he telling you? Yes. This is something you used to have before, exactly. but after the fall. Now when you're in you? this place, you've been told, I'll give you the power. And you're like, okay, wait. How? Yeah, exactly. Because you're coming from a land where the power seems like you can't. Yes. You're a slave in Egypt. Yes. The, so, the stories you know, the mm -hmm. histories you know, yeah. are histories of slavery. Yes. The histories you know, most recent, are histories of wilderness. There's a whole generation that was not necessarily born in the wilderness. There's yes. a generation born in the wilderness. 
was a generation that was born in Egypt but only experienced the wilderness. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now their children have to learn how to enter a land that they are not designed for. That's who we are. So remember when you're talking about this place, even the things we are asking, the questions I'm asking, yes. they are for all of us. Yes. So that you understand where is this place. It's not a geographical place nope. that you are going. Especially in a season where even the world is making fun of Canaan. Yes. We are going to Canaan. Yeah. You might think it's this one place where man is taking yes. us. It's not. And, and in a funny way, even the politicians know that the context of Canaan is a place of prosperity. Mm, it's a place of productivity. Yes. It's a place of functionality. They even have to steal the metaphor to make sense of their own environment. How much more us who mm. own the original? So you must get out of the immediate yes. and you must come to this place where you understand the land is not a geographical place. No. Now tell us, when we talk about this land, yes. and I know this is I'm asking on behalf of many again, yeah. why does this land have giants? Yet it exactly. is God giving us the land. Why can't he choose another place where there are no giants? Now this is the thing. When God gave the land, Let's work it now correctly. Mm -hmm. The land is not the home of giants. Yes. The land was invaded by giants in our absence. Mm. Let's talk about that. Let's it's talk not about that. the home of giants. Mm -hmm. It's the land God gave us. It is the purposes God gave us. It is the things God said we will achieve. Mm. It is the kingdom promises that we are supposed to live by in the earth. Yes. In our absence, the enemy occupied spaces. Mm. Remember, we are going to look at this, and by the time we finish, you will know Everything you're talking about is internal. Exactly. There's no land out there you're going into. Yes. God is going to give you a word. But yes. this word, you're fulfilling it internally yes. so that you can affect externally. Exactly. But for you to take this word and the word to take root in you, yes. there are giants you need to deal Absolutely. with. Absolutely. There are issues inside of you that you need to deal with. Now, foolishness is when I think I don't have giants. Uh -huh. You guys... Talk to those who have giants. Exactly. Yeah, I'm fine. Yes. If you understand that God said, I'm giving you a land. Who was he talking to? Not to a specific group of people. Nope. God is talking to all of us. Yes. And he's telling you something. The giants, they are seven. Yes. They are greater. Yes. They are mightier yes. than you. Exactly. Why are they mightier and the, greater than, than you? you. Mm -hmm. See, this is the issue. Because in the natural, we are dealing... Let me give you a, a, another metaphor. The power of the giants, you will see it in the definitions. Mm. We're going to break down the realities that God is telling us yes. about how to take the land, then the strategy. Mm. We cannot deviate mm. from the strategy. Those things will tell you how giants operate. Now, you must understand, the power of the giants, as you will see, is not because the land is a geographical place, as mm. we've said. Yeah. We've said the land is my functional reality. How God called me to excel in the earth. Yes. That means the giant will occupy exactly what I am supposed to be functioning in. Mm. Which means the giant is within. Mm. Yeah. And I think that also the, the, the thing that we need to hold, even as we continue this conversation, mm. is that if you're going to take your land, if you're going to live in victory, if yes. you're going to live as a son of God, you must engage. There's no one who can take the giants by prayer, by yes. worship, by just sitting down and saying, you go deal with the giants, then that means my life will be fine. Yeah. Listen, we're in a season where everybody must engage their giant. Your Goliath, it is you as David who will have to arise and say, listen, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Not in my power, not in my might, yes. but I'm taking down these giants. But you have to engage. That's yeah? interesting. Now, what we want to look at, in the context of this particular scripture, which is a very interesting activity, is the fact that we know 
We're entering a land of giants. Yes. But some core issues we need to ask. God is with them in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. We see a pillar and we see uh, a, pillar, cloud, yeah, cloud. a cloud. As they enter, it disappears. Yes. Wouldn't you expect the pillar to go ahead to oh, fight yes. giants? Yeah. Because God is changing the context of mm. the warfare. Yeah. He says, now I have journeyed with you. I have brought you to a place that you need to understand how I operate. Now I'm taking you to the place how you function. Mm. And remember, yes. when we talk about um, coming into the land, yes. yes, God leads you. That's why there is fire and that is why there is cloud. Yes. Meaning, we've said this before, that if there is a fire, mm -hmm. I mean like at night and there is yes. a fire, pillar yes. of fire, and in the day there is a cloud, we said that even a child can see the fire and the cloud. What does Good. that mean? It means that no matter where you are in your growth, in this journey called the kingdom journey, yes. you can see God, you can hear God, and you can know his voice, no matter the age. Any child could have seen this. So when we talk about God leading us, we are saying, listen, as long as you're going into the land, you can see God. Aha. The fire and the cloud. Good. But once I love what you just said, yes. once you enter why is the God land. doing that? Yeah. Because God has spent time showing you he's with you. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to giants, you have to be so confident you take on the giant. Mm -hmm. So he did not leave them. Yes. He moved into in them. them. That's a new dimension of where we are. God in now, us. With that's where the instructions change. Yes. That's why now God says to them something slightly different, as you have read. So let's look at some core issues first and foremost that are crucial to this particular discussion. Okay. The first context is that the giants are greater than us, as you already said. Greater. Greater. What does they that mean? They are mightier. Mean? A number of things. <laughs> number of things means they have mastered the territory. You have not. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yes. These giants, yes. they are greater uh -huh. and they are mightier. Yes. What does that mean? When you say something is greater, it means that thing has more capacity than you. Mm -hmm. In other words, it has, it has covered more ground than you can cover. Mm. It has done more than you could naturally do. When you say it is mightier, means it has also got, it has built some strength within itself. It is strong. Mm -hmm. Your natural strength can't deal with it. See, that first recognition is almost an oxymoron. God is telling you this, then telling you. And he's the one telling you. Yes. These giants, I'm the one telling yes. you. Yes. Why? Because I know where you have Good. fallen to. Yes. You've come to a place where you don't even know me. Yes. I have to introduce, reintroduce yes. myself to you. Yes. Now, I'm telling you, a giant that is sitting here telling you, I already know I'm in the wrong place, yeah. and I know the owners will come. Exactly. But you know what? When they entered the land, God had already told them, go in. Yes. The word has already said, go. Why? Because I've already gone ahead of you. Exactly. But when they went in, came back with a report and said, we can't take. Yes. Why? They shifted from the supernatural to the natural, because God says, enter. They use yeah, the yeah. spiritual. Yeah, they don't but when they got in there, they became they, natural. They became natural. Why? Because they began to look at the giant's might mm. and mm. capacity, yes. not God's promise yes. that governed the environment they were in. Yeah. Now, that is why. Why is that important? It's important because that is why we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Without the you Holy Spirit, yeah. you cannot you take cannot. on this enemy. You can't. This enemy understands mm -hmm. that level of warfare. Yeah. So that was the first major issue that God raises. The second thing God raises with them is interesting. He said he will deliver the nations to them. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because he's saying they are greater than you 
I will deliver. The word deliver here is a very interesting word. It is like saying something has been positioned for your success. So God is taking the nations. He's not taking them for you. No. He's telling you, I have delivered. Now, if we knew him and we trusted him, yes. he's telling you, I've delivered. Yes. All you need to do is take. Yes, the, way, the way I have positioned them, it's yeah. almost like, like, like David saying, this giant is not too big to hit. It's, mm. This giant is too big to miss. That's David. God has already delivered mm. them. In other words, no matter how great that situation looks, God has already delivered, delivered. it to you, meaning yes. made it possible for you to deal with it. Yeah. Made it possible for you to succeed. So are you saying, when we say we are going to the land and God has delivered the nations, what should be our attitude? What are we saying? What's our attitude as we approach the giant? Because we are saying there are seven. And I can count one, two, three, and these things are internally. What should be my attitude? The, the issue is this. Yeah. Is we see they are great and mightier, but he has delivered them. Meaning you must trust him, not what you see. Mm. Trust what he's telling you. Because what carry you out. see, you will see Goliath. Yes. When you see this mighty, greater, the natural thing is fear. Yes. And that's why I've been told you can't be in the natural. Thank because you. the minute you see a giant, I mean, even today, in the natural, when you see this greater thing. And when we talk about giants here, remember, we're not talking about being some beings, some, some monsters. Some monsters. You know? No. We talk about it's called a giant mm. because it obscures. Mm. It mm. obscures your destiny and it obscures God. And it obscures your view of God. Yes. Wow. That's what we mean by a giant. Anything that comes, a situation yes. that comes and obscures your view of God. Meaning, yes. when I look at this situation, yep. I'm like, listen, I can't even see God. Yep. I can't even hear him. It blocks so, out it God. Blocks. It makes you forget yeah. that God is actually part of what's going on. And it makes you think, this thing is so great, yeah. I don't even know how to bring God into this situation. Yes. You, know? you actually sometimes don't believe God can't fix this. Yes. Yeah, this is beyond. That's what you're calling a giant. A giant, a giant is anything yep. that comes. And I love what you've just said. Mm. It obscures your destiny and your view of God. That's it. You can't see. Yes. So what happens now? That's why we end up seeing ourselves as people in the wilderness just going around and calling yep. on God. Give us water, give us food, give us anything because I don't know how to take anything for myself. In fact, but, we prefer being supplied in the wilderness yes. than thriving in the promised oh, land. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Listen. This is us as believers. Yes. Yeah? We prefer being supplied mm. in the wilderness. Yes. Keep me supplied. Mm. Than allow me to enter the land where the supplies are. And yet, in the wilderness is only for now. You're That's picking it. the manna for the day. That's it. There are some people who are happy with yeah. a miracle every day. Yes. Lord, give me just enough so your relationship, Enough. your relationship with God is a supplier contract. And <laughs> a wilderness mentality. Yes. God I'm in this current situation. Can we have a conversation? Okay, stop. Guys, that is powerful. That's something I need to think <laughs> about. I prefer to be supplied for today yes. than enter a land where I can thrive exactly. and be a supplier to others exactly. who, are not, who have not yet entered. Exactly. Wow. So I limit my conversations hmm. to supplies. God, give me. God, help. God, bring me out. God, yet he's telling you, get into the land. That's when the you're idea. in the land, you're not only... Um, uh, thriving, yes. but you now represent me in helping the ones who have not entered the exactly. land and helping them because enter the land. Because you must remember, when you were dependent on supplies, 
the suppliers were not angels. <laughs> yes. They were mostly people who've entered their land. Mm, yeah. Every time we see God. That's part of our pattern. The hand of God. So our job, suppliers, as we supply for those in the wilderness, is to create such a vision of the land that mm. they want to exit. That they all want to come out of yeah. the wilderness. Because, listen, uh, rebuking them in the wilderness has no impact. <laughs> the power is showing them the land. Wow, that's powerful. That's what draws them. That's powerful. The third thing God told them, yes. we must conquer them, the giants, yeah. and utterly destroy the giants. I like how God places this. He says you must conquer, conquer. and destroy. Notice those are two separate terms. And two separate processes. Completely. And yeah. you can't destroy before you conquer. Mm. So there's a process of conquering. Yes. To conquer something yeah. is to render it harmless. Mm. Mm. To remove its power completely. To put it under, when you conquer something, it is now under your authority. You have overcome Yes, it. you are not under its authority. It is no longer powerful. Yes. It's actually powerless in your life. Yes. I've conquered. Some of you just need to conquer darkness. <laughs> you cannot walk in the dark in your own house. Mm. And you've locked all the doors. So we are talking about fear. And you are going to de yeah. define the giants as we go yes. along. But what you are simply saying, yeah. any giant we are talking about here, if for example, like what you just said, it's yes. fear, we are saying you are going to render it powerless. Exactly. You are going to overcome. Yes. You are going to and come you to this, cannot yeah. conquer something mm -hmm. with words. With words. You can't. Explain. You cannot declare to the darkness, I don't fear you. <laughs> That's not conquer Explain. You can do all you want. Yes. You have to switch off the lights and walk through the darkness. So you have to face your giant. That is whatever it. the giant is, and that is why when you talk about David, he did not sit in the wilderness and declare to Goliath. No. He did not go to the river to pick the stones yes. and from the river yes. speak to Goliath. In he had fact, to come and there's a strange term. The Bible says, and David ran towards mm. the giant. Yeah. All he did was pass the water brook and pick stones. In yes. other words. All he did was pick his proceeding word. Oh, please. <laughs> pick your instruction. That was it. With that instruction, face your giant. Remember, even with the instruction, he had to use his sling. Mm -hmm. The stone didn't leave the riverbed and hit the giant. He had to use his hand. Exactly. So that's where we talk about an interface. help. Remember yes. we are talking about the Holy Spirit in this series, yes. yeah? And when you talk about his helping you, you yes. have to pick the word. Exactly. You have to put it on the sling. Yes. You have to pull. Yes, and send. Okay, then when he has released it. Yes. When you release, leave the Holy Spirit now. To finish. He will do the rest. Simple. <laughs> but you have to pick yes. it. Yes, so that's the first thing. The wow. thing called to conquer. conquer. Then to destroy. destroy. Wow. Destroy is when there is no record left. Mm -hmm. Destroy when you hear something, the documents were destroyed. What does that tell you? Gone, done, and never be found again. Yeah, ashes gone. It means not only do you conquer a giant, you destroy them. Mm. Destroying means give it no space of recurrence. So, when you talk about destroy, you're saying that if I deal with Goliath, yes, and when you look at the end story, yes, gone. Destroyed, yes, powerless, yes, useless. Yes. Actually, the word there is useless, exactly. So we are saying our giants can never be left limping. Yes. You don't left leave a giant with a blind eye. You oh, know what? Yes. I dealt with the giant. Now he's blind. He yes, he's weak. Listen. He doesn't Destroy. talk anymore. He mm. doesn't talk. What is he still doing there? Yeah. Destroy. Destroy. Conquer in and the, destroy. In the metaphor we're using earlier of the darkness, yeah. it means so the next time power goes out, you do not skip a beat. Hmm. No record. Yeah. 
No record at all. Remember, we are going to define this. We giants. will define this. And giants. we must say none yes. of them. We, we must have no record. Yes. So we must conquer and destroy. And destroy. Let's talk about the fourth one. He said yeah. that we shall make no covenant with, with the giants. Make no covenant. Now you see, many times the whole idea of covenant is a very strange term. Mm -hmm. Why would God say make no covenant with them? And many times, many of us only think in the negative context. Yeah. In the context that making a covenant with a giant means we become friends, we cannot work together. And some people have misused this scripture to mean we can't even do business with unbelievers. Because they think that's where the giants yeah. are. No, 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 no. <laughs> How can two work unless they agree? It has to do with a moral walk. Mm. has to do with the context, which means in certain issues we can agree. In certain issues we cannot agree. Yes. All right? It doesn't mean with certain people. So the people out there in the world, yes. people who do not know God, yes. people who do not ascribe to your principles of faith, yes. those are not the giants. No. They are not out there. No. They are in. Yes. So stop looking at exactly. people and saying, those are the giants I'm going to conquer. Yes. Now, a story is told of the Gibeonites. Okay. Remember, God has warned them not to do this. And remember, it is who is being told all these stories? It is the same generation going out there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Who is being spoken to at this time in Deuteronomy? Joshua. He is about to take leadership. Yeah. Moses is about to die. Go to Joshua 9 and see how he was set up by mm. Gibeonites. Mm. In Joshua 9, a strange thing happened. A tribe called the Gibeonites disguised themselves, come to, to Joshua, dress shabbily and pretend they are a land. They've come from a land far away. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, we know God has empowered you. We know God has done this. We know God has done that. But you know what? We want your protection. We want you to say the day you will come through our land, you will not harm us. And the Gibeonites are interesting. They had actually told other tribes, you guys, these guys are going to conquer us. The giants already know. Make deals with them. People didn't believe them. So the Gibeonites made that again. The Gibeonites knew there was another army that was going to attack them. And so they were going to use these people to protect them. To begin with, if you follow the story, and it's a huge story, yeah. the first format of this story comes up when uh, Joshua is forced to protect them against another giant tribe. And he had to because he had made a covenant. Sometimes your covenant can make you protect one giant from another. Mm. Oh, please. <laughs> so you're, you're protecting Gikashite from evil. Exactly. Wow. You're defending. Mm. When Joshua found out their deception, he was so angry, he cast them. He said, you will remain slaves all your lives. But the covenant held. How do you know the covenant held? Much later, Saul has, just before Saul dies, he attacks the Gibeonites and yes. begins to wipe them out. This is in 2 Samuel. Then the strange thing that happens is David is taking over. God curses the land and stops rain because Saul violated the covenant of the Gibeonites and attacked them. For David to correct it, David inquired of the Lord. He had to correct it by giving the Gibeonites seven of Saul's sons to be hanged. Mm. The power of covenant. Covenant. And when they were hanged, the rain came. The only son he protected was Mehibofeth. Mehibofeth. Mehibosheth. Mehibosheth. Okay, just say me. Mehibosheth. Mehibosheth. Thank okay. you. Yeah, that part. <laughs> there are words. Now, he protected him. Why? Because of another covenant mm. which he had made with Jonathan. Jonathan, yes. So do not make covenants with them. Because you're forcing God yes. to keep a covenant yes. with the enemy. The giants here that's supposed to be destroyed. Some of you will say you'll make no covenants with the giants. And mm. yet, 
There are certain covenants with your culture you will not let go. Remember that's what you're talking about. The giants. That's a giant. All, some of the giants you've you become so friendly with them. Yes, you that defend actually, them. Yeah, you defend them. You have a covenant. It's a Gibeonite covenant. And you feel like telling God, listen, in this part of our culture, we yes. do it this way. Yeah. So just accept it. Eh? So God gets limited. Mm-hmm. Notice what I do, the term limited, limited yeah. in functioning within that context because you've bound him by your mm. covenant. Read Joshua 9, 2 yeah. Samuel 21 and yep. see the both these stories we're talking about. Yeah? Yes. And I think also when you talk about having um, covenants that sometimes you think my culture in this particular situation is acceptable. is acceptable and it is better yes. than what you're promising me there. Yes. Therefore, you hold on to your culture. Yep. And God is looking at you and saying, listen, you're holding on to a giant. It's a Gibeonite covenant. Principle, Just yeah? know what it is. Every oh. time you have a Gibeonite covenant, you limit God's functionality within the context of your culture or beliefs. So what do you believe about marriage? Yeah. What do you believe about raising children? Yes. What do you believe when it comes to working in business what do you believe are you picking principles from your culture when you pick principles from your culture you're limiting god that's a powerful statement yes. because god never forces himself on us yeah. man so, has a will so like joshua you swore to protect that aspect mm. yeah yeah that's what you did yeah so and your marriage is dictated to by yeah. culture not by the word yeah. so god tells you listen you're a you're, you're man and i've given you authority in the earth to have a will and what did joshua say about oh. that kind of a covenant mm-hmm. you shall be a slave to it hmm. Hmm. so joshua cast the yeah. knife. said you'll be slaves all your life so this particular thing i am taking from the world yes. this thing that is not from the yes. word and i'm holding on to it Already it has been spoken to. Yes. That you shall be a A slave slave to. to. Well, I think now you know that the enemy is not joking with us. There are strategic deception that you could be walking in and you're not even aware. Yes. So there are covenants of the land. That's what we can call it. Yes. And some people might be walking in this and not knowing. Mm -mm, There's something that you're walking in that you should be getting rid of. And as you saw in the conversation, the deception, the the Gibeonites were amazing. They they dressed as if they've come from far away and they came as if they were in trouble. Mm. So it tells you that the, the giants don't come the way you think. Oh, yes. They come strategically. So the question is, what kind of Gibeonite contract do you have? Let's call it a Gibeonite contract. Where either from a social environment, from an economic, from a cultural, what is it that has deceived you to think that you can have another strategy to arrive at this place called the power to create wealth? Because what what did the Gibeonites actually do? Mm -hmm. They were able to limit the power to produce wealth. So you have to take steps to yes. get out of these covenants yes. that limit you from entering this prophetic word. Yep. And some of the things, how we do it, we have a meeting on Sunday. Yep. On Saturday. On Saturday. There's a word that has been given to you, but this word is not finding a habitation in yes. you because the mentality is wrong. And notice in this season of Power to Create Wealth, the one thing that we've been talking about is renew your you mind. Mean, yes. You know? And that's a very crucial position. Yeah. And renewing your mind, it always sounds so simple. Listen, renewing your mind is not changing your mind. <laughs> yes. People don't think those are the same things. Changing your mind is having two options. Mm. And it's looking at option A and say, I don't want it, I want option B. Renewing your mind means at your current thinking, all your options are wrong. Mm. Mm. 
That's why we're taking this yes. opportunity to invite you on Saturday at the Golden Tulip, Westlands, Nairobi. And we have this meeting from 2 to 4 to 5 o'clock so that we can talk, ask questions and say, listen, I've been listening to the word. I want to know what is this mentality I'm holding on to? Because we always say that our breakthrough is a mentality away. Yep. But a mentality can be generations away. Hmm. That's a serious thing to think about. That is why yes. we always talk about breaking the mentalities or the strongholds that are keeping us down. Absolutely. Of course, be found seated under your vine and, and under, under your, your fig tree. God bless you. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like, and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.